Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AVCMO. Today's very, very special guest is one of Missouri American Water's newest employees. Five weeks on the job as the Director of Engineering, Rebecca Lowsley. Rebecca, congratulations on your new job. Thank you very much, Lynn. It's a pleasure to be here today. What brought you from wherever you were? You're a professional engineer. That's right. What brought you through professional engineering? How did you decide to do that, and how did you end up as the Director of Engineering for Missouri American? I grew up in Mobile, Alabama, really close to Mobile Bay, and always had an interest in the environment and had an interest in environmental issues and chose to go to engineering school at Washington University in St. Louis. Wow, how did you choose that from Mobile? Well, there's a little bit of a hop skip. <laughs> I started at a, a Baptist school in Birmingham, Alabama, Sanford University, where I was a double major in physics and math. And Washington University has a dual degree engineering program. They still have that program today that allows students from liberal arts schools like Sanford University to go for three years at that school and two years at Washington University and end up with a bachelor's degree in a liberal arts program and a bachelor's degree in engineering. And I participated in that program at WashU and received a civil engineering degree in 2002. Then what? I stayed on at WashU and did a master's degree in environmental engineering. As part of the civil program, I took wastewater treatment and did a senior capstone class in wastewater treatment, actually studying the American Bottoms Wastewater Treatment Plant over in Sauge, Illinois, Mm -hmm. with George Schillinger, and decided I really wanted to focus on water and wastewater treatment and environmental um, remediation for my master's program, and stayed on at Washington University as an MS student for two additional years. So you finished, you got all your degrees, got all your diplomas, now they kick you out of the university. Where do you go now? That's right. So I originally uh, worked at a company, it's CH2M Hill, which has now been purchased by Jacob Engineering Firm as a remediation um, environmental cleanup type consultant, but learned that I really had a passion for water and wastewater through a small project that I worked on for that company and took a leap to take an opportunity with Jacob's. Jacobs Engineering has a large office locally because of previously it was the Spheredrip Corporation. Mm-hmm. MS Jacob had a large 10-year plus planning contract for St. Louis MSD. And that's how I really got involved in water and wastewater here locally was working on a lot of planning for MSD. Well, certainly the St. Louis area has a lot of water challenges. Mississippi River presents new challenges every day, doesn't it? It absolutely does. I mean, it's it's incredible to watch the ebb and flow, how um, floodwaters can impact our region, and how drought can also, in other parts of the state, be a real issue. I was at Jacobs as a consultant and decided to go back to school. And I, Good for you. Yeah. I ended up uh, applying to go to the MBA program at Washington University to do a business degree. I wanted to get some more exposure beyond just engineering economics. I, I could see how much 
the financial side played a major impact on water and wastewater utilities. And I wanted to absolutely understand that better from a business side. And I participated in the this was a little um, unexpected. I interviewed for the part-time program at WashU, and they asked me to come as a full-time student. So from 2008 through 2010, I was a full-time MBA student at Washington University while working part-time still as a consultant on the MSD planning work, um, which was a lot of long, long days. Mm-hmm. That's a very complicated system, the whole MSD system with the old the new, the combining of all the individual districts. What a very complicated and complex system that is. It is absolutely complex. The fourth largest sewer district in the country and a lot of vast areas of the region that that face a lot of different challenges. So you were there doing? I did business school and actually an interesting twist. I took introduction to entrepreneurship the second year of MBA school at WashU. And as part of that program, you come into the class and you get to tell your colleagues your business idea. And mine was to form, I had always had an interest in entrepreneurship and ended up pitching the idea to start an engineering firm locally and ended up with a team of business students that helped me prepare a feasibility study and business plan for an engineering firm. Lowsley Engineering was formed. And at the end of business school, that's what I did is started an engineering business out of my basement And it ended up growing to seven employees in St. Louis and one in Kansas City from 2010 through 2015. That sounds neat. Uh, So you were a businesswoman after you got going and made payroll and did all that kind of stuff. That's right. I mean, payroll comes every two weeks. But yes, it was a tremendous opportunity. You wear a lot of hats in small business. You know, you could be the HR manager, the IT manager, the engineering manager, it was a great learning experience, and, and it was a great team that we had at Lowsley Engineering, that a lot of wonderful folks that wanted to build something, so it was, it was a good good experience. Did you just work locally in the St. Louis region then, or did you work outside of the region, or what did you St. do? St. Louis and Kansas City. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. So what was your next step well. after Lowsley Engineering? <laughs> because there must be another plot twist. There is. There. <laughs> there is. There's another twist. So I did a lot of engineering work for Burns McDonald as a subcontractor. And I got introduced to a lot of their engineering leaders within their company. And they were interested in what ended up happening was a asset purchase and liability assumption of Lowsley Engineering. And and I made sure that all the contractual commitments and the the employees of Lowsley Engineering were taken care of as far as employment opportunities and, and making sure everyone still had jobs at the end of it but that's what ended up happening was a, a purchase by Burns and McDonald engineering company so when they bought the company did you stay there with Burns and McDonald or stay where I did so I ended up staying at Burns and McDonald for almost three years leading their water team here in St. Louis the St. Louis water team for Burns McDonald does a lot of work for MSD as well as a lot of other regional and and on this half of the state water and wastewater utilities so leading engineering projects for the company was the job I had for three years which that's whenever I ended up back at MSD as their after leaving Burns McDonald I I um, took an opportunity to lead the planning as the program manager for program planning at MSD. What did the program planning leader do at MSD? Well the program planning manager is responsible for the capital program planning for the utility and that's on sanitary and stormwater 
and that would be all of the consent decree projects, all of the, you, you, it's a team of about 20 engineers that look at the projects that are gonna go to design in a year or two, um, doing conceptual studies for those types of projects. That's a huge undertaking. It is, it's short range planning, but it's also the long range planning and working closely with their capital budgeting team. That's a lot of, a lot of responsibility there. Yes. Well, you've had a great run at MSD. Now you're at Missouri American Water. Well, and if you'd asked me six months ago, I would not have I told you that this was where I was headed. I, I, this kind of came as a, um, an unexpected twist. I had a couple of friends that called me whenever the, the position opened up on, on, it was available you know, online, and, and suggested that I really take a look at it because they knew my passion for water and wastewater, and they also knew that I wanted to advance on the business side of the utility. And that's exactly what this opportunity here at Missouri American has offered me. You know, now that I lead the engineering department, I oversee planning and design and construction, environmental, making sure that we're complying with the different environmental rules that apply for the, the company and the facilities and the utilities that we operate, but, but also getting a chance to work on the business side. So working closely with the Public Service Commission and working closely on our capital program and planning pieces is, is really important to me. I'm sure that making this move did not eliminate any challenges. I'm sure it just gave you a whole new set of challenges. So talk a little bit about, you've been here five weeks, talk about the new challenges that you've walked into here at Missouri American Water. Missouri American Water is all over the state and owns both water and wastewater utilities. So the challenge is um, continuing to operate in large towns, but also in small towns. Missouri American Water, you know, is always looking for opportunities to be sure that we can take care of the community when they need us. And sometimes that can mean some of the most distressed communities are reaching out and saying, we need help. We need help with this water system. We need help with this wastewater system. And sometimes it comes from the community and sometimes it comes from the regulators. And that can be a challenge because it can be an far away area of the state and so you have to make sure that you're in the places that you need to be at that you understand those systems and that you would plan for the investments that it will take to be able to make sure that they can comply and provide safe clean drinking water for those residents this is really a life and death deal that's right i mean it's you know i was thinking about it the other day when we were talking about rates water rates are usually the cheapest utility rate that a customer pays but it is the thing that they need the most it is life or death no doubt about it now you also then as part of your planning you're looking at projects that are coming up ahead for missouri american water what sort of things are you encountering from the engineering side well i mean it's it runs the full gamut it's um, water treatment plant expansions or basin replacement projects, it's pump stations, it's valves. Um, one of the major things that we are planning for is water line replacements. So we spend roughly 90 million a year on water line replacements. But in addition to that, we are looking ahead to the lead and copper rule that's coming from US EPA. What is the lead and copper rule? So the lead and copper rule already exists, but there is in changes to it. You know, you, I'm sure you're aware of the Flint, Michigan situation. And there are new regulations that are going to require um, an inventory of systems that are believed to be led within the entire state of Missouri and communication to the public about those systems and then replacement of all lead and galvanized pipes from Missouri Americans Maine to the house 
that our lead are, are galvanized. What a huge undertaking. It's absolutely tremendous. And we are planning a pilot in Mexico, Missouri, to inventory the water pipes within that community as we are lifting up the program statewide. But by 2024, we will be required, per the current draft of the lead and copper rule, to have that inventory done and communicate that with the public. And so we are planning for that, and that's going to be a big need on the community, both um, from a in public involvement, getting people to make sure that they update their contact information with the water company. And then also on contractors that are going to additional contractors and that, you know, Lynn, that would be maybe an opportunity for your members, additional contractors that want to be a part of the water main replacement program, but also especially this lead service replacement program. Yeah, there's no way you have the staff to do that all by yourself. You're going to have to subcontract out a lot of that research, a lot of that. You bet. Replacement. That That's, you know, you're talking hundreds of miles. Absolutely. I mean, maybe thousands of miles. Until we do the inventory, we won't know how much we're talking about. Because a lot of this is, you don't have records, you don't have as-built drawings. No, and and you know, copper started to be utilized in building in the 50s and 60s, but you know, we don't want to make an assumption. You want to make sure that we're very conservative, and so we want to make sure that we inventory all the homes that even have a potential chance of being lead. So if it's copper, it stays. If it's lead or galvanized, it's got to be replaced. That's right. Is that replacement it is. with copper? Is it with PVC? Is it with what? I believe it's with copper. So it's a lot of copper work that has yeah. to be done then too. That's a huge undertaking. Well, so you're starting on it now and the timeline is 2024? And I would say that Missouri American now... I've only been here five weeks, but Missouri American isn't just starting with it now. They've been doing lead service line replacements as part of their water main replacements for many years. But comprehensively looking at, you know, St. Louis County is over 1.3 million customers. I mean, that's a lot of connections. I want to say 360,000 connections in St. Louis County. We won't have to pothole all of them, but we will have to do a significant number to do the inventory. And once the inventory is done, then you're going to contact the homeowner or the business and say, here's the schedule. We've got to come shut your water off, redo this. That's right. That's a big project, Rebecca. You got in at a good time. Well, I thinking back to growing up in Mobile, I told you I want to make a difference in the environment and in the world. And so I think I'm excited to lead this for Missouri American Water because I do believe it's important for the state of Missouri. If I'm a homeowner or a business, how do I track this? Where do I go to follow the progress on this? We will have information on our website to communicate that. It's it's not in place at this time, but it will be communicated in the future. And if I'm a business and I want to learn about how to take advantage of some of the business opportunities, what do I do? Again, you would have content on our website that they could they could get okay. more information. All and, right. of course, they could contact me, and I can give them information if, if it's available. Great. And they can get a hold of you at? You can email me at Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A, dot Lozley, L-O-S-L-I, at amwater.com. Or you can call me at 314-996-2351. Rebecca, you have big challenge ahead of you. Anything else that we should let folks know about and what's going on here at Missouri American Water? I don't think so. I mean, it's an exciting time to be in water. I guess one of the things I do want to mention is kind of passion for 
making sure that the community is aware of job opportunities in water. And that's one thing that we talk about a lot here at Missouri American Water. And we just met recently with a local county councilwoman that represents Berkeley at our North Service Yard to talk about STEM initiatives and how can we make sure that folks in the community know about water careers and opportunities. These are great jobs. These are great jobs right here in your hometown. And I want to make sure that we lift up a program that that gets the word out about water and wastewater careers. And what are some of those careers? Well, it can be an operator. It can be a person that wants to install. We, we have construction crews that do some of our water line replacements today. It can be someone that wants to work at one of our water treatment plants. It can be a hydraulic modeler here in our planning department or a person that manages our different construction contracts. So there's just a tremendous amount of opportunity in water and wastewater careers. And I want to make sure that we get the entire community aware of those opportunities. Well, Rebecca, as a native St. Louisan and somebody that utilizes your product every day, thank you so much for protecting my health and safety. And thank you so much for protecting the health and safety of our region. Thank you, Lynn. Very nice talking with you. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.